Halloween, it's October. I don't know when I'm gonna release this. Hopefully today. Do some editing. Uh, got a number of emails. Not really. Haha, <laughs> the second episode. Number of emails. Um, so I got everything loaded up onto the iTunes and the SoundCloud. So listen to me there. Give me a review if you can. That'd be great. Uh, so a little bit about this podcast. If this is your first time listening. Second time making it really uh, is I just talk about stuff. I riff about things I see and hear and go about life. You know, we talk about the news, we talk about life. You know, we talk about philosophies, uh, movies, shows, video games, uh, anime. I'm a big nerd, so let's dig in. If you you a nerd, let's dig it. You know, let's, let's get into some combos, all that good stuff. But first, let's start with the news. You know, in the day. Here I am, loaded up with my Yahoo, reading headlines. It's not all good. It's not pretty. You got this one headline, man, 77, accused of choking a 23-year-old woman he met on a dating site. Now, I am compelled to click on that, but I won't because I don't like bad news in per se. I mean, I, I swear they just the news gets off on these clicks. You click on it, and then they just like keep pushing forward on that. Not that much Halloween news on Halloween. U.S., South Korea, Japan urged North Korea to cease irresponsible provocations. See, now this is silly. That's all the news is now, nowadays. I went on a rant yesterday for last uh, episode about that, but it seems like they're really pushing nothing, you know? There's no... Uh, nothing's happening over there. And they just keep pushing the fact that there might be a war just so they can make people afraid and keep reading the news. I really, I really was hoping for some good, some good funny news I can riff about. You know, I, I George Washington's church to remove uh, a plaque honoring first U.S. president as moments, monuments row takes twists. I don't care. Oh, here's 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 in the news. <laughs> it's not really news. It's celebrity news. That's not really news. Celebrities react to. Uh, react with fury over Kevin Spacey's apology to Anthony Rapp. So a little background about this. Kevin Spacey, great actor. Love that guy. Well, do I? Uh, I guess uh, he came out that he's gay, and then he did some things when he was drunk. And this other guy, uh, Anthony Rapp, who is in Star Trek, Discovery, and other things. I like this guy. He's a good actor. Uh, I guess he's gay. And... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I hate when they play the videos. Urgh. Anyways, so when he was 14, Anthony Rapp, I guess he was, uh, I guess, like molested by uh, Kevin Spacey, or at least he tried to get with him. And Kevin Spacey came out and said he was gay, and at the same time, like instead of apologizing, I guess he said he was gay, and sometimes he's drunk. I don't know. And everyone's pissed about this shit. So he played the gay card. So I mean, and people that actually backfired on him. And uh, I bet I wonder if ten years ago, if you had done that, 
would it have a little bit more validity, you know? Because the gay card was much stronger then than it is now. You can't just, like, punch a dude in the face and say, hey, I'm gay, and then get away with it, you know? A lot of people, right, you punch that guy in the face. We're becoming progressive in at least that way. Uh, more Harvey Weinstein. Now, what really pisses me off about this Harvey Weinstein guy, or just in, in general, the whole news story is, they got this guy, right? And he's trying, he's he probably, um, uh, you got a few actresses coming out saying that they got raped by him or, like, coerced into, you know, getting it on with him so they can have roles and editing and all that. Editing meaning, like, I guess they could say, I'm more in this scene than that scene. Okay, and then, uh, that's a thing. And what pisses me off is a lot of people are saying that, well, we knew, we knew. And hopefully this is like a like a blood in the water for sharks kind of thing. Like they start hunting other people. But the news seems to be focusing only on Harvey Weinstein. I would think progressive, which is becoming more of a curse word nowadays, a progressive journalist would be like, if Harvey Weinstein in power was doing this, and he's getting caught with like a few of these girls, but not all of them. You know, you know he got away with a lot more than he's getting away with now. Why aren't they hunting other people? Why aren't they saying, so they went after Harvey Weinstein, but why not like go for other people? There's got to be other guys in power. I mean, if I was a journalist and I really was all about the news, I would I would pursue these other people. I mean, like, yeah, they got the Harvey Weinstein, but wouldn't it be more news if you said, hey, I got, I don't know, Tom Cruise or something like that. Not Tom Cruise, but anybody. Like, oh, I got this guy, and he did this and this and this, and I got these girls, and all these girls would start doing this. Start hunting other people because that's what the news does. Like, if a cop shoots a kid or something, they hunt multiple different cops for the same story. But when it's a rich white dude... I don't know if it's racist, but when a rich white guy gets caught, they get to the one guy. They don't move to other people. You know, like, oh, yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg did the same thing, even though I don't think he did. I mean, why, why, why doesn't the news try to hunt these guys down? They don't. They just kind of focus in on Harvey Weinstein, and that's it. But anytime there's a crazy person doing some shooting or something like that, the news will jump to whatever's next that's closest to the same story. Well, those are my thoughts on that Harvey Weinstein. But a lot of people knew about it, and now they're saying, oh, we knew about it, and we didn't do anything. I mean, right now, if you're an actor or actress or something, you know some shit uh, about somebody else, why don't you uh, start some shit? Or really, Har Harvey Weinstein's the only guy who's ever used his power over women or men. You know, meh. what are your thoughts? Let me know on podcastforme at gmail.com. And then I can read your thoughts out loud. You know what? I should come up with a Twitter. It'll probably be the same name. That's what I'll do. I'll Twitter this out. Podcast at for me. Podcast for me at Twitter or something. I I'll figure it out. So just look for me on the, on the Twitter cast. <laughs> Listen to the spookiest sound ever detected in space. Don't care. This sucks, dude. It's right. This headline right here: Woman killed after a 12-year-old boy jumps over pass onto her car in alleged suicide attempt. Man, that's that's just a shame. 
man, you, your life is so hard that you just had to jump over a overpass and then you killed another person. I'm, I'm pretty sure the kid didn't mean to do that. Wasn't thinking. You know, there's people in Africa that are like dying and they have no food or water. Like, water's a thing. Like, we get water out of a tap anytime we want. We don't even choose to drink that. We choose to drink out of a bottle. But you got these guys in Africa and other countries as well where, like, water is a, is a commodity. Like, not even a commodity. It's, like, the, the best thing on earth. And it's dirty most of the time when they drink it. I mean, they would kill to have our tap water. I, I, wonder, I mean, their lives are hard, but I don't think they're killing themselves. I think life has really gotten after them so much that they don't need to try to kill themselves and they understand the value of life which brings me to the point of the weakness of us you know I mean seems to be that we're you know we're so weak in the sense that I mean like we're oh man bills all this all that I mean like while other people they're living life and they got no water we got water we're more mad about how much we stand in line or we're in our cars I mean I guess it's a perspective issue and I guess like you can't always use the argument it could always be worse but it really can be worse more about Kevin Spacey I don't click on these things because if I do man this is gonna show me more of the same news two yes and two US Navy SEALs investigate over Green Beret strangulation death in Mali man I probably didn't tap out or anything, something like that. Probably just playing with each other. I've seen two Navy SEALs go at it, like play-wise, and uh, they were fighting each other. Like, but it looked like a kung fu movie. They're really, they're really getting after it. And uh, one guy, he twisted this dude's arm, and uh, he he was tapping out, like he was tapping him on, tapping his shoulder, letting him know, hey man, this hurts. And the SEAL guy just kept going. And this is a shock for me because I'm not used to seeing this in real life, like kung fu in real life. And uh, he lets go. He lets the guy lets him go, and he and he says, "Oh man, I thought you were trying to, you know, do one of the moves to get out of it." But I mean, if he had gone just a little bit more, he would have broke that dude's shoulder. And they were just play fighting. So I can imagine homeboys, you know, tussling around and uh, doing like a rear naked choke or something like that, or some kind of a you know, when you get behind him and you choke him real good and you got a good grip, and they can't get out. And he's trying to tap out, but he's thinking, oh, he's trying to break out. <laughs> and then just taking it too far. But two Navy SEALs, seems like they jumped them. I don't know. I wasn't there, so who am I to know? And, uh, yeah, most of the news sucks. You know, that that's, let's see if there's any science news. I love science news also known as people who die after discovering things. Uh, researchers, sea monster, shortfall, climate change. Oh, more fear. I mean, climate change is a real thing, but I mean, they just be pushing that. We already know about climate change when we talk about how, how we could fix it, you know? The level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere hasn't been this high since 800,000 years. There is a guy who invented something that can remove carbon dioxide at a great rate. rate. But no, no, that's not news. We're going to talk about how bad carbon dioxide. The news should be structured in a way where uh, carbon dioxide high. This is how we're going to fix it. 
but no, it's more of a carbon dioxide's high, so we're going to die. That's the headline. I guess it works because people click on it. That's it for news as far as I want to talk about, but I was listening to Joe Rogan and he brought up an interesting thing. It was small, it was a small little tidbit, but I couldn't, I couldn't get, I, it captured my imagination hearing this. And this happened a year ago. So what happened was, uh, wait a minute, did it happen a year ago? I guess, I guess it happened in November 9, 2015. So in, in Yale, geez, that's a while back. Why am I just now hearing about it? Well, anyways, this is great. This is how this is how like our society is gonna just crash itself because we have nothing to complain about that's real. We just have to really just complain about everything. It's like we're, we're we have to force ourselves to hate things because we have like we've never like starved or something. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to say that because I don't know these people. <laughs> Sounded racist, didn't it? These people. So I'm gonna play a clip. And uh, I want you to hear this. I want to say, it's out of context, so bear with me. I'll try to defend it and then not defend it. So guy's nodding. This is a professor. He's nodding his head. I don't think you understand that. And before I wasn't, uh, before I was not angry oh. per se. I was disappointed. Maybe I thought maybe there was room for it before. Ouch. Apology. Oh, you clearly told us that you do not plan to offer an apology. So what she's she's going she's railing at this guy. Um, this is a this is a student, and she there's a there's a mob of people right out of him. Mob may be derogatory, but there's a group of people surrounding this one white dude. They're all of uh, different genders, so that's the new thing. So she they're all like yelling at him, and he came out. This professor Nicholas Christakis he came out and he wanted to discuss. What went down? What went down was, I guess they, uh, I guess they came out with a letter in the college about not wearing costumes that are, you know, I don't know, that could be considered insulting. You know, like blackface, where you put the paint on your face and you pretend you're black, or wearing feathers and you don't want to in your head because you don't want to offend the Indians and turbans defend Muslims and you know so on and so forth and they didn't say anything about like any white mass like if you want to be ghost face but you don't you know like KKK so that pissed everybody off and then I guess this uh, Nicholas Christakis he his, his wife sent out a like an email or about hey man this is ridiculous we should have freedom of speech and all that good stuff and you shouldn't you shouldn't do this you know you should you respect people's like rights to wear whatever costumes they want to wear and uh, if you don't like it you should leave and uh not leave but like look away so she said that pissed everybody off because they're like so it's okay to wear you know things that insult us so they you know they they have a valid point in the sense that you if you wear something that insults them that sucks man that's that's a shitty thing to do but the wife did have a point too in the sense of free speech. She says, "Hey man, if you don't like it, just uh, don't, you know, just look away." I guess. I mean, 
I think that that's what the defamatory thing is. Like, that's what really pissed people off. I get the point of view, though. It's like you should have freedom of speech, but there's consequences of it. And uh, you shouldn't go out, to, out of your way to insult people. But at the same time, I mean, if they're not doing it on a normal – if they're doing it like on, on a Monday and it's January, I guess, you know. But if it's Halloween, I guess why would you want – of all the plethora of costumes, why would you dress up? as blackface you know that that is kind of that's kind of rude isn't it you know but at the same time they're probably doing it as jest and maybe you should be the bigger person to just be like uh but you want to impose your will and you're like you can't do that and that's i think that's the problem here people trying to control other people you wear the blackface or or the, the indian outfit and uh you know you're trying to control uh you're not trying to control you're trying to be you you know you want to be funny i guess or you just want to you just chose that outfit no real thought to it just like if you wanted to my kid he wants to be an army guy he didn't really think about it he just thought it was cool at the time you know but i don't see anyone punching him anytime soon for uh appropriating army outfits i don't know I'm just trying to represent the disrespect the dead i guess you know because he's a kid, he don't care. And at the same time, I mean, other other people, adults, will see the costume and just look away and not really give a fuck. So maybe maybe that's the real thing. Is she maybe she said, "Hey, just don't give a fuck if they do that. If they wear it, that's on them. You can judge them, but why? Who gives a fuck?" Was she white? That was her problem. I guess as a white person, you cannot you cannot come down on these. these you can't come down on these people. That sounds so racist. You can come down on people, especially in college, and their different uh, nationalities and such. But let me let me play more of this. This is uh, this. I want you guys to hear this. From your Twitter, and then the Philemon's Twitter, you showed no remorse. You tried to let your wife leave that conversation without having answered for herself. That is disgusting. That is sick. And now I wasn't angry before. I was not angry before, but now I'm actually angry, sir. I really do not interrupt me. Do not interrupt me. This guy is standing still. Now his body language here is arms crossed. Bad move. But it doesn't matter. They're here to kill him. That's <laughs> that's the thing. They want to fuck him up. But they're not going to fuck him up with like words. Well, I guess they are. But oh man, they want to mess him up in some way. She keeps telling him, don't interrupt me. But he is just there. They're recording this. He's just there. He's not saying anything. She just keeps yelling at him, don't interrupt me. And now I want your job to be taken from me. You just heard, you heard that? Let me put that again. I want you to hear this one thing again, clearly. Not angry. And now I want your job to be taken from me. Now she just threatened him. She wants her his job taken away, his livelihood. I don't, so where you're at right now, If if I took your job away from you, would you be able to bounce back? Not many people can. So that more more is a threat in the sense that I, I want to take everything from you. Because sometimes, you know, your work gives you the money to live a life, and you could just uh, go from there. You know, I mean, like that's how you. I mean, that's how you live. I mean, if you keep, uh, man, dude, I, 
taking someone's job, man. That's, that's such an intense thing to do. I want you to be poor. I want you to be broke. I want you to live on the streets. I want you to have it the fucking harshest ever. I don't want you to have this job. I'm disgusted knowing that you were... Can you hear that in the background? This is great. This is, my, this is another part that I, I love about it. I know I'm riffing on this, but... To be taken from you. I don't want you to have this job. I am disgusted knowing that you work at Yale University where I... They're snapping in the background, but let me hear, let's hear some more of this. Yeah, my degree. Where I will look back and think I have to argue with you. So they're snapping in the background instead of clapping. They're just snapping. I'll get into that in a second. And he, he's trying. He's he's really just there. And any kind of movement that he does, they're considering it like a microaggression. Like he's just moving. I don't like these gestures. And um, for the most part, most of this is them just yelling at him and uh, snapping in the background for every high point that they make. There's even a lady who just uh, who yells at him like from the top of her lungs is like, you know, and then she's yelling at him. Meanwhile, this guy's kind of articulate and he's trying to explain his view. He says the thing that really pisses uh, people off so much. He goes, I'm sorry that I made you feel mad. You know, they want him to apologize and take everything back that he did. And all he did was just like, hey, man, don't be, you know, like, don't be so hardcore on these people. People have uh, freedom of speech and they can say things. I mean, I don't think you need to shit on people. He said it more articulate than I am, but he's basically just saying, like, you know, the Halloween costumes. I mean, should it not be just, uh, you know, you know, freedom of speech kind of thing? And they're just like, no, you better fucking back down. Ah, they snap in the background. Two things. One, she keeps interrupting him. And when he starts to speak, and if you watch the whole thing, it is a back and forth. But they're more about, he never tries to, If you, I watched it about two times. So if you want, you can watch and analyze it yourself. But, and when he talks, he's not telling them to shut, shut up or scream at them. He's just trying to explain himself. But there is one point in particular of the whole event where he starts getting passionate. He gets passionate, too. He was like, ah, oh, and then someone did say something. And he goes, wait, let me finish. And this is after they berated him for like 10, 15 minutes. And um, he starts talking about you know freedom of speech and everything like that. And he's, he gets emotional. That, that's his flaw. He shouldn't have got emotional. And everyone around him is emotional in college. And, uh, yeah. The second thing is... Uh, <laughs> the snapping in the background oh my god that irritates me to no end I can't believe this is a thing this is a <sighs> man, dude. when I was a kid my kids did things I don't even have an equivalent like I, I really just don't I, oh, man, I, I have no equivalent you know, 
I remember parents or TV or anything like that. They'd be like, oh, those kids. And I thought, I'll never be that guy. But here I am, 35, looking at a bunch of kids snapping their fingers because she got a point. And I think that's, <laughs> I don't know, it's ridiculous. And I had to look this up. I was like, why are they snapping? Because this was so alien to me. And this is 2015. This is a thing. It must have died out. But snapping, okay, clapping causes anxiety to people, I guess. It's women especially. You can't, if you clap, it causes anxiety. It's almost like a, like a, an aggression. It's aggressive. So snapping is less aggressive. You hear me? Snapping is less aggressive. I do do that to my dog. I snap. I go, I'm a puppy. Come here. I snap and I point to something. Or I'll, <laughs> I mean that, but I can't imagine snapping. I heard this on the on, on the podcast, and I thought to myself that everyone was wearing those little caps, the black caps, and having these like long like uh, pipes that connect cigarettes at the end of it, like like some kind of a French cartoon, and they had like I don't know mind faces. That's what I envisioned them. Like they're at poetry club. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's like slam poetry. Well, anyways, they just yell at her. They yell at they yell at that guy, and uh, that's irritating, you know. If he he didn't have to come out there and talk to him. In fact, I don't think he should have, because that format was ridiculous. I I think he thought because he teaches a class and uh, he talks to students all the time, he could just come out there and talk to those students. But they were fucking ready to go, man. They were so pissed. And uh, nothing he could have said would have changed their mind. Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist, he says, he goes, like, sometimes you can't, like, uh, change people's mind. No matter what proof you have, you can't change people's mind. So don't even have the conversation. He says this in, like, in regards to, like, you know, Apollo landings on the moon and things, and, you know, flat earth, he goes, you know. It says, people, people have their thoughts in their heads. There's no way you could deter them, you know, just trying to, change their mind it's just not gonna work you know no matter what proof you have and that's what that's what he came in in contact with they had a thought process about him i don't know just could trying to tell people what they they can and cannot do i it's a halloween costume everybody everything went all well but he's just like don't get so pissed off about shit I don't know. Maybe you should do some research. Figure it all out, too. I don't know. I read it. I read the CNN article. So I was reading uh, articles about this because I was just confused about the whole thing. And uh, one CNN article that, that irritated me was this is the death of things right here. I mean, when your news is kind of just using its uh, its opinion. Like, it's not even news anymore. It's more of opinion news. They shouldn't even call themselves news. It's, it, it is in the opinion section, so I guess they shouldn't even have that. So she goes, so this uh, lady, Sally Cohn, uh, she made this in 2015, I guess. And uh, she goes, don't be too quick to judge the Yale protesters. So she, so in summary, she's talking about the email, what the purpose of it. And uh, she says, don't take that one clip out of context. The clip out of context, I'm thinking, is... The one where the lady's yelling and saying, don't interrupt me. Or maybe the screaming lady. She was pretty hardcore. I didn't play that clip because I didn't need to hear her shrieking. She was shrieking at him. You don't understand. You should die. She didn't say that, but, I mean, hell, she should have. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she should have just said you should die. Because uh, 
I mean, that's what she's going for, the anger, hostility. But instead, she can't say that because she don't want to seem like a bad guy, so she says you should lose your job. So um, this lady pretty much defends the people yelling, and you should never, ever, ever defend people yelling at another person. Maybe if they had an open discussion, and that's what they should have did, like a discussion, you know, with a, mon a mediator. You have a point, you have a point, you have a point, you have a point, and then say, hey, look, he just said that, and you're just not listening to what that guy's saying, or she said that, and I don't think you're understanding. Address this topic that she said just now, da, 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 da. So I think they should have had that, because I think through discussion, you can get to the heart of a matter. If you have two parties that are willing to discuss truth can be obtained but if you have just someone yelling their emotions out and then someone else kind of yelling their emotions out because nicholas you got emotional dude you got there and i don't i don't blame you but you did get emotional and that wasn't the forum you don't you don't yell at a mob because that's what the fuck they are you're all grouping up on one guy so this lady uh Sally, she goes on about how don't look at the one clip of the video, watch the whole thing, kind of thing, you know. And I did before I even read this, and I mean, no, she's wrong. <laughs> and you're wondering, what do I mean by that? All right, so here's a blurb. If you look at the entire video and not just the clip that were that clip, you'll see that Christakis, who was challenged about his responsibility to confront institutional racism thinks he was being personally called a racist and gets very defensive. That would be frustrating for anyone, but especially students of color who have continually experienced white administrators passing the buck on issues on institutionally racism. So basically, she says, if you watch the clip, you know, if you watch the clip, uh, it's, 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 it seems like she's a little racist, but then he gets offensive. Or actually, no, I, I, correction. He, he gets defensive because they call him racist, but what about the other people? They're of color, so they're naturally more, um, you know, offended. She doesn't say that with those exact words, but you could paraphrase that because it really is more, like, line by line. It's like one line saying that he's, defensive and the more lines about that would be frustrating for anyone but especially students of color I mean especially students of color so it's like yeah I get that be frustrating but if you're a student of color you should be way more insulted now that's fucked up because you're saying that he can't be as offended as another person you know and that onto itself is racist because you're saying that like black people could be way more uh offended than white people now i i get i get there's a history here but at the same time i mean why can't we just let people be people and just start from there you're just saying oh yeah there's a history here and they can be offended so a white person can't be as offended you know that's basically what the heart of the matter is but you're not saying that you're just there's a subtext here and you're not really seeing what you're saying and uh, I mean that's fucked up you know like uh, you got a black guy he could live a rich life and you have a white guy and he could live a poor life 
and then you call both people uh, weak because they they had uh, like good upbringings, and then the white guy's like, I had a good upbringing. I was poor all my life. And the black guy could say, Well, yeah, I had a up, uh, poor. I had a poorer upbringing because I'm black. You know, I mean. That's just insulting onto itself. We'll never defeat racism if we don't just stop, you know, calling things racist just by color. I mean, if you just treat people as people, I think you can move forward. We're not treating people as people. We're treating this guy as a white guy, so he can never be offended. We're treating these other people of color, and they can be offended. And that's what this fucking lady is doing. She's, you know, siding with these people through subtext without actually saying it. And uh, it just goes on more and more about why, you know, just look at it. It's problematic. Just look at this, you know, think about stuff before you do it. You know, this guy, he should apologize. I actually didn't say that, but. Uh, well, those are my thoughts on this whole yell thing. So if you want to look this up on the YouTube, it's the shrieking girl. <laughs> the yell student expresses her need to be safe. From, from Halloween costumes, that's one. But I just, I just, uh, Yale student yells at professor, and then there's like a shit ton of videos about this, about Halloween costumes, because they're mad about Halloween costumes. Oh, I guess Bill Mayer said something about, about it, but I don't really care about the guy anyways. So, there you have it. Now I, I, tire, I, I ranted about that. Let's get into some yummy other stuff. <laughs> that's funny. Halloween costumes are offensive. What about zombie rights? <laughs> so, um, so last, uh, last podcast I talked about anime. Now I'm not going to go back into detail about anime because that just, I ate up a whole mess of time about that, but I wanted to bring up, uh, if you're not into anime, you never really watch it, you watch some episodes here and there. I came up with a list of came up with three anime and I had to think about it you know I was thinking like how do I get people in anime being in the same interest I am and I was like okay well why don't they watch some anime like a short anime uh, and then go from there so my thoughts were back in the day when anime came out there was movies and they were new so a movie you didn't have and back then you didn't need much story content and things like that so you can get away with a lot so some of the, some of the anime back in the day don't really hold up they have a lot of good emotion and, and visuals but they don't really hold up to the test of time and then the anime really started getting good I think was when they had those TV shows like you had Robotech and things like that but the problem is if you were to suggest anime to a person they would have to watch like hours upon hours of anime and in this day and age who has the time to watch that much content you know like who has 100 episodes of this or that and sometimes anime you know like takes time to develop which is weird but is it i mean you got yourself a 24 26 episode season you know and that's really just like 20 minutes of pop and this is half of that so maybe that's like 13 hours maybe maybe less maybe less than 13 hours but then you got these these shows like stranger days and that's oh let me get into that later but that's such a good show and it's only like i think nine episodes and they're hours like 40 minutes to an hour so that's nine hours to develop a well-developed story 
So your average anime only takes about 13, maybe less, to develop a well good, uh, well developed story. I, I guess they, I don't know why they make them like that, but they do. You just got to deal with it. So I was thinking, well, what? How would anime work? How would I get people in anime? Well, they don't have to develop you so much time. So I was thinking of anime that has pretty much a, a taste of everything, and that's. Some anime is ridiculous. You got to get used to the ridiculousness of the anime because some sometimes the most best stories have ridiculous moments in them that will turn you off to the show itself. So you're watching it and it's really good, and then there's one part where the guy's eyes get really big or something stupid, something ridiculous, like he turns all white or something like that. And I was thinking, like, you know, what's a real good anime that's, like, ridiculous? It was Full Metal Alchemist, the Brotherhood Edition, mind you. There's, like, two versions, but uh, whatever. But that's too long. I think that's, like, 50 episodes or 51 episodes. That's too long to suggest. But that really has everything anime is. It has, like, as tropes, which are just, like, characters that are, like, a certain group like you I, I would call them clicks if anything you got you got your trope of a or you got trope of a hero trying to get something done get the brother I don't really think he's a trope you know what in retrospect he's just a goofy brother who's real strong good at stuff I guess it's a trope onto itself who knows and then you got um, a bunch of other things but I don't want to really get into um, Full Metal Alchemist I, I that is not the top three animes I think you should watch. I think uh, the first anime you should, you guys should watch if you want to get into anime, alright, and bear with me, is One Punch Man. Now, okay. I mean, if you're an anime fan, you would think differently. You're like, how? Why One Punch Man? And I, I will debate you guys on that if you want to. We'll discuss it in emails. If you email me, I'll come up with my own thoughts. But I'm going to tell you my thoughts right now. So, or your counterpoints or whatever thoughts you have. Anyways, so here we go. We got One Punch Man. Now that is a ridiculous anime, but it's really good. It's well written. I mean, it's ridiculous in the sense that you got this guy who punches a bad guy, monsters as it were, and they just die. That's his thing. And he's really strong. He's really fast, and he's just crazy. And it, it is making fun of other anime, but it does have a taste of a lot of parts of anime. You got super powerful characters. You got stereotypes. You got the uh, lolly characters, which are like little girls dressed in goth, I guess. That's the most most of that. And then I, I mean, you got the trope of the, the the hero, who actually he's he's just a overpowered character, and I guess he's like a he's like a trope in the sense that he's the end result of of a character working hard. He's like Rocky at his highest level, you know. And uh, that's that's it. But he just stays like that. He doesn't really work hard or anything. And that's him. And you got characters working hard to be like him. And then you got bad guys who are just ridiculously bad. But they, you know, that's what their thing is. And then you got a, a group of people. Like they got the uh, the top heroes, the S-class heroes. And that's a thing in anime. You always have a group of people who are like the elite. And you always have the main character who's badass. And then you have like a secret uh, guy who's a bad guy. Or maybe a secretive character who could or could not be a bad guy. Uh, so One Punch Man, I think the anime is only about 13 episodes. So I mean, it gives you a taste. You could you could just watch that, you know, taste anime. It's a good taste, but not the best, not the cream of the crop, 
but it's pretty good. It's pretty up there. Then I was thinking the second anime, if you could get through One Punch Man, let's just say you can get through One Punch Man, and you think you got a gist of what anime is, then let's 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 turn you on your head and watch Attack on Titan. That's the second anime I think you should watch. Now that is like some premium AAA production anime. I think that's really good. It um, has like hardcore violence and it has hardcore storytelling and characters. And it just turns you on your head. I, I, I talked about it last episode, but it's mostly, to sum it up, it's The Walking Dead with Giants. And uh, you have a lot of people, but you have a lot of giants. And shit gets crazy. I'm not going to go into detail of that, but if you if you could get through One Punch Man, watch Attack on Titan. But if you feel like tr- like you feel like you're hardcore, watch Attack on Titan first. Watch, watch One Punch Man. But I just think you should watch both of them just to see some shit. All right. I think the last anime you should watch, if you can power through those two, is Death Note. I, you wonder, why Death Note? Well, I mean, dude, that's just what anime... I mean, could be. It's the cream of the crop, if, if anything, in the sense that you got the main character. He's a bad guy, period. And uh, he takes this one thing, this one power he gets, and it's it's not it's not too power. It's not overpowered like One Punch Man, but it's not underpowered. You know, like it doesn't have a. In the right hands, it's it's a powerful tool. You know, it's a death note. He writes a name in it. He writes in a book, and any name he writes, they die. And there's more to that, but that's pretty much it. And you got this intelligent character, and you see how he uses that power to benefit himself in the end. That's what bad guys do. Or for the world, you know? And then you could, I mean, you could hash out an argument whether he was a good or a bad guy. You know, I think he's a bad guy. <sighs> and petty. I think all smart guys become petty after a while. Anyways, I think you guys should watch those three. I get more in detail to Death Note, but I don't want to go to a tangent about anime, you know. But I do want to get into a tangent about Stranger Things. And I think I should end the podcast after that. So let me review this Stranger Days, man. Let me let, let me just throw this out. It's one of my top three shows of all time. In nine episodes, they were able to accomplish more, more than what, like that show, what Lost, could do in six seasons, in over a hundred episodes. Stranger Days is only like two seasons, and it only has like nine episodes apiece. And they were able to accomplish so much. I'm not. I'm, here's a non-spoiler review. The story, excellent. It, it moves forward. You got your beginning and middle and end, and uh, it ends on a good note. Maybe who knows? And uh, it does have like one of those like like at the very end of it, you know, kind of like Godzilla. You know, there's an egg. Godzilla's dead, but there's an egg, so Godzilla could come back. I wonder if that's a spoiler. Well, Godzilla is not in this damn show, so shut your face. Uh, characters are great. I mean, by great, I mean you, they should have classes on how to make characters this good. You want to hate them, you want to love them, you know, not love them. That's just not because they're a bunch of kids. Oh, well. But um, 
they're really great. They're really good kids. And uh, continuing from the first season, you, you see the see how their world plays out. You know, like their nerd worlds. You know, there's, these guys are so like nerdy. You know, the main characters. Uh, I'm not gonna get in detail, but they're they're really good kids. I wish they're my friend. They're so cool. <laughs> and then uh, there's relationships, a uh, little love triangle going on with the with the teenage cast, and that was pretty cool. And then uh, you have an old, yeah, you got like three generations almost. You got like uh, you got your young kids, they're 12, adolescents. You see how they react to the world and how they do things. And they got uh, you got your characters like uh, um, teenagers, and you see how they do things. Young young adults becoming adults. See how they they handle danger and all that. And then you got uh, the adults who are like they live life. And you see how they are trying to protect all these kids, you know. So the main story is uh, continuing from the first story. I guess they opened a gate to another realm. Some bad stuff's trying to come over, and they have to stop it. Meanwhile, these kids are in the flux, and there's a little, little girl named Eleven, and she has psychic powers. And she tries to, uh, she goes through her own hero's journey, you know, of uh, finding out who she is and who she chooses to be. Uh... You know, when you say it like that, I mean, she almost is the main character in a way. Likes waffles. Uh, the design was well, well made. I mean, they got uh, they got the music that like sounds right out of the '80s, but made in 2017. Now that's cool to make a sound like music type that is from another era. You know, like you don't hear that nowadays. I mean, the best closest representation of that is like making classical music now. You know, but 80s music, who would have took that genre? I wonder if they could do that with 70s music. I guess the Lumineers would be such a band. Well, anywho. Uh, uh, so over overall, I mean, it was a great show. Uh, had nine episodes. Uh, it didn't stray off too much. Even the, there was the eighth episode I thought was much of like a filler. Was it eighth or seventh episode? One of these episodes was a filler. I think it was the seventh. Yeah, it was a fi- it felt like a filler, but it makes the next episode afterwards way badass. It just that was it was well done. I think the, this whole show was made by the Dunson brothers. Those guys are great, and more make more, you know, change the genre, do something else. I think you guys have what it takes because you really did well. But if this is all you guys can write, so be it. Keep doing it. Give me more. I hope the next season's more about aliens, maybe. <laughs> That'd be cool. I bet they could do an alien thing. Seems like 80s-themed things, because in the first one you had one monster, and they had to fight a monster. And then the second one was the repercussions of uh, where that monster came from. And you had the old bad guy. So the third one, I think, the natural progression is to bring in a new bad guy. Hopefully aliens. I hope they do something, something like that. So let's go through some spoilers. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, you should stop listening if you haven't seen Stranger Days. Go watch Stranger Days and come back and listen to my review. So, let me break it down. So, you got these uh, kids and um, you got Mike. I guess uh, he's the leader of the group kind of weirdly. He's um, he's more of a... He's a sad character because in the first season he had a... Um, well, I mean, he had a thing for Eleven, which is the psychic girl 
who opened this gate in the first uh, Stranger Days and uh, through some experimentation and stuff like that they were trying to do remote viewing and all that stuff and then um, it just didn't work out too well she she was looking to things she wasn't supposed to be looking at and then just ended up being opening some gate to another dimension which is kind of weird because it's like our world but a destroyed version of it and they really haven't explained that yet so maybe they're just saving that for another time you have uh, you got the Dustin he's like this kid who didn't have two front teeth and uh, he he gets in a bit of trouble uh, he finds this lizard thing and he raises it but it turns out to be the like a main bad guy from the first one but he, I think he just grows up to be a dog so it's like little lizard that keeps growing and he hides that from his friends uh, you got um, Mike oh yeah I already said that he's in love with uh, Levin who dies seemingly in the first season so he's real sad sad face you got Will he seems to be the damsel in distress all the time because in the first season he was captured and the whole season the whole show was about trying to save him I guess and they do and that was really good played a David Bowie song we can be heroes put a rendition of it that was pretty good the second season he gets infected by some kind of uh, shadow monster which they don't explain they call it a mind flare which can control things and then it turns into like some kind of a it goes inside of him and it controls the alien the little monsters that you thought like <laughs> season one was about one of those monsters and it was hard to kill and then this is more about a bunch of them so he controls a bunch of them and uh, it's trying to take over I guess the world because it's spreading outside this gate that Eleven opened and, and underground and things like that so you got Dustin and you got Lucas uh, Lucas is the uh I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know how to explain Lucas because he really didn't have a character arc, and, f and in fact, the only time he really did anything is when he got with this new character uh, named Max, and she she's redhead that pops in, and she uh, she gets the number one score in Dig Dug, a little arcade game, which was pretty cool. They were in an arcade, which arcade for those who are listening and that don't know what that is. Is a place where you put quarters into a machine and play video games because you didn't have video games uh, at home. You, know, you had Atari, but nothing like intense, you know. Uh, but if this is the future, it's not like a video game you play with your mind. You have to play with your hands. Just saying. Anyways, so Lucas, uh, Lucas, and I guess you you would say Dustin. They both like uh, the uh, Max and. Uh, Dustin, for some reason, his story strays off, because, and his story actually elevates because it's it's really good. He, uh, he 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 finds a monster, he raises it, and doesn't tell his friends, and that just that's just all kinds of bad. Uh, Lucas, his story is just he is a guy who's in love with this girl that he's met, and that's about it. He's really one-dimensional in that way. I mean, he just he just kind of goes through the cadence. I wish they really did something with him. But everything I saw of Lucas was more um, surface stuff. You know, he's got an annoying sister, and 
you see him talking to his dad, his parents about love and everything like that. But I really didn't feel that was a deep character. Uh, just seems like he was just there to get with Max. So he gets with Max, and that's the, at the very end, and they kiss, and it's kind of awkward seeing kids kiss. I don't really like it myself. Uh, ba ba But Max, uh, she's she's a layered character. She she comes from California. She comes into town, so she's the new girl. And uh, she skateboards, plays video games. She's a real progressive lady. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm top dog. I am woman, hear me roar, that kind of thing. And uh, she somehow gets into the group uh, of outcasts. That's what these kids are, pretty much, kind of nerds. And she gets with them in the sense of, like, you know, I'm part of the party. At first, they're kind of reluctant. They don't want to let a girl in to the party. Because those guys play Dungeons and Dragons. She's a girl. What would she know? And uh, and they, they all shared an experience, you know. They all fought an alien that could kind of, like, kill everybody. And, uh, they, didn't want, and they didn't want to tell her because, you know, it's secret spy stuff. They don't want the CIA. Because I guess the government hushed everything out from season one. They didn't want to let her know. And so Lucas let, lets uh, Max in on the, the whole group and... It took some warming up, too. Okay. Another interaction that was kind of weird is Max and Finn. Or Finn. Uh, that's the actor's name. Finn Wolford. <laughs> uh, Mike. They they talk. She really talks to him a lot. And I, I swear, like, I mean, I don't know why they pushed it. Because if he's the leader and she's trying to she's trying to talk to him, why do you hate me so much? That kind of thing. And, he, and Mike is at, at, in a time of his life where his friend Will is acting all weird. And uh, he's sad face. He doesn't want her in the group. And then she's talking to him. And uh, that's it. That's all they do with it. It would have been interesting if she was into Finn or Mike. And that would make Caleb jealous. That would make him more of a complex character. But whatever. They make the love triangle between Dustin, Lucas, and Max. Which they, they really don't push too hard. I don't even know if they were trying to push that, but they both liked her, and she chose him, and Dustin doesn't care. But Dustin's done so much that they didn't really have to work on him that much. Whatever. Uh, another character they got, they got Nancy. Uh, she's like a teenager girl, and uh, she's in love with, uh, I guess, Jonathan, uh, which is like this weird outcast-looking dude who reads lots of books. She's in love with them, but and like it's weird too because in the first season, like it seemed like they were gonna get together, but they didn't. Something happened. I guess Jonathan kind of pulled away, which is weird. And she's with uh, this guy named Steve Harrington. And at first, I hated this guy, and uh, man, he really grew on me. I mean, he's <laughs> the guy with the bat, <laughs> naked in training. Steve's like a badass in season one, and uh, he's a badass high school kid, and he gets with Nancy, because he's like the most popular guy in school, and he was like the shit, and uh, they got together, and they love each other, and all that, but Nancy's real hard is for the weird guy, Jonathan, but she doesn't know it, he likes her, but he doesn't, he's just too weird, and Jonathan is Will's, not yeah, Will's brother, the, the guy, the damsel in distress. <laughs> so, uh, he, he's alright. I mean, he, there's not much to Jonathan, really. He's pretty one-dimensional, too. Uh, I didn't really feel like there was much going on with that guy's arc. 
got a bunch of other characters. Where's that one guy? I'm trying to remember his name. It's a prick. I really hated that guy. Oh, one guy that was in it, Bob. Sean Austin, man. Samwise Gamgee. I fucking love that guy. I want him back way more than Barb. Barb was in the first season. She dies. <laughs> That's her thing. She's a good person, and she dies. That's what happens when, happens when you die. When you're good, you just die. So, um... Sean Austin is Bob. For some reason, okay, once again, some weird shit happens between season one and season two. Uh, you you had you had um, Will's mom, uh, not played by Winona Ryder, right? Good actress, Joyce. She tries everything to get her uh, she her son back in each, in each show. And then you got the sheriff guy. Uh, he's a hardcore cop who became from New York that can't became I think. That became a sheriff in a small town, and he just gets into all sorts of things. So he's a badass, but he, he just wants to walk away from badassness and just chill out at his hometown, I guess. So, so Jim and Joyce, at the very end of season one, you would think they hook up because he saves Will. I mean, in a way, and uh, it. But I guess they don't hook up. In, in fact, Joyce ends up with this fat dude, which is uh, Bob, and Bob played by Sean Astin, he is awesome. Like, at first I wanted to hate him because he was such a nerd, but that was what is endearing about him. He was like a grown-up version of Will and all the other nerds. And, um, very brave guy. I mean, he's a nerd. He's, he works at the Radio Shack. He doesn't really do much. He's just super smart. Like, in a, in a way where... He was smart in a way where people would just discount him. He knows about technology. He knows about uh, the world, really, but no one really wants to pay attention to this guy. Even me, as a as a person who watched the show, I was like, "Fuck is this guy?" But Joyce saw in him something. I, I just don't know what. Maybe maybe um, you know the purity of his of the kids, her, of her kids, and uh, grown up like a like a potential. I don't know. That sounded kind of weird. But Bob's pretty badass. But Bob dies. Bob sacrifices himself in the weirdest way. Like, not in the weirdest way, but in the most heroic way. He goes in an area to... So they get trapped in some kind of a building, and the only way to get out of the building is to reset some breakers and reset a computer. Because Bob's the only one who knows how to work computers, because he works at Radio Shack, I guess that's a catch-all, and uh, set breakers. He is the only one who could go into this, like dog infest like alien dog infested area what, what do they call what do they call them dharma dog uh, demi dog whatever he has to go down there so he resets everything and uh, he lets them escape and as he's getting out he gets mauled in the worst kind of way which is kind of weird because the dogs don't maul everybody there <sighs> so weird uh, and he dies and it sucks I'm not really making a good case for him but man in him he will always be Samwise Gamgee. You got Paul Reiser. He comes into this show. He's the Dr. Owens. He's like part of the government. And he seems like the bad guy at first. Everyone thinks of him as that guy from Aliens. Who's a bad guy. But So he kind of plays the same kind of thing. Turns out in the first season. They opened a gate to another realm. And that gate did not close. But a bunch of shit keeps coming out. So his, his, his uh, job is to run the facility and uh, stop this gate from opening. And you, you're supposed to think he's a bad guy 
because he's working for the government, but really he's just a guy, he's just a human being who just has a job, and his job is to just like destroy these things on the gate and he's not going to be a dick he's not like his count, uh, counterpart the guy who was in charge before that guy was a fucking asshole but they'll try to make him a good guy probably I don't know so that's his thing at the very end he turns out he's a good guy and he does good things you gotta watch the show I don't want to get into detail cause that takes too long Max has a brother Max the girl from California has a brother who is a asshole like through and through and he's very abusive, and uh, he gives her. He's a teenager, and gives her a ride to school, and yells at her, and doesn't like black people for some reason, or maybe he just doesn't like Lucas. But he sees Lucas, a little kid, and Lucas is black, and he don't like that guy at all. So that's fucked up. And it turns out that his dad beats on him and yells at him, and just just is just an asshole. And his dad is many times weaker than than Max's brother. What? The is his name uh, Max is that Billy yeah it was Billy Billy <laughs> what a name <laughs> Billy Billy does have one interesting scene that I thought was hilarious because you got this um, you got this couple who's been married for years and years and years uh, Nancy's um, parents and the dad's asleep in his chair for because he's an idiot and his wife is uh, in a bathtub reading a romance novel with this dude, dude's chest burly out, and she's like just deep into it. Meanwhile, uh, Billy, uh, he was working out pumping iron. He was trying to get a date, right? And his dad told him to look for his sister. So he runs out there, and he's knocking on people's doors. And he knocks on uh, the Nancy's uh, door, and his mom pissed off that she has to stop reading her romance novel gets out of the shower gets in this robe right and uh opens the door and billy who was just finished working out is standing there and he was ready for a date too so he's dated up so his, his burling chest is out right and it's kind of it kind of works out like they're flirting with each other hard so i don't know why they did that but they did it I thought it was humorous because I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. I felt awkward about it, but it was really good. It's worth the watch. Um, hmm, okay, let's get into this. You know what? I haven't talked about um, Eleven. Eleven, okay, is played by this lady, a uh, little lady called Millie Bobby Brown. She's pretty cool. She's a good actress. Uh, what she has is psychic powers. In the first season, they, uh, uh, the bad guys, the government, um, they're using her to remote view, which means, like, use her psychic powers to see things from another place. Like, if you want to see Russian spies and things like that. But somehow she got lost in the way, and she sees this other dimension. I don't know how, I don't know why, but she sees another dimension, which is our Earth, but fucked up. Some fan theories are, like, nuclear war, but whatever. So Eleven, she's got, she also has telekinesis, so she has two powers. She can go between dimensions and remote view, and she has psychic powers. Which, I mean, just from that alone, tells me, I mean, she has two different powers. Now, that may not mean anything, maybe that's a thing that they all have, but let me put a pin in that. So Eleven, turns out, she lived. In the first season, she explodes the Demi-Gorgon, that's what they call the bad guy, uh, it was a monster. She explodes him, but she disappears. Turns out she went to the other dimension. I don't know how. 
and she escaped. And she escaped into the forest, and because she has psychic powers, she was able to live like a like a feral beast. She would kill squirrels and eat them. And she took this dude's jacket, which that dude probably told Jim Harper, the sheriff. And the sheriff knows about a crazy lady killing things, so he starts putting out food out for her so she could eat it. And they 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 meet each other one day, and he's like, you know what? I got a place for you. So he takes her into a cabin in the woods, and he kills her. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, uh, he takes her in the, in the wo- uh, into this cabin in the woods that he used to own, and he uh, spruces it up, and he says, hey, we'll protect you. You can live here instead of the forest, and we'll figure a way for you to uh, become free again, which he doesn't have any idea. But I guess living in the house is better than living inside of a uh, forest. And that's revealed in episode one of season two. I thought that blew me away. I was like, oh, shit. So for one whole year, she's been there. So, oh, yeah, by the way, season two takes place like a year later from season one. So um, she's got psychic powers. Uh, She's stuck in this cabin, though, forever. And um, the sheriff, I mean, the the two have a mother, uh, father, daughter dynamic. And he had lost his daughter, which he never explained. She was killed, but he doesn't explain that. But that's in season one. I'm, I'm thinking that's the reason why he became a sheriff instead of, say, a, a beat cop in uh, in uh, New York. So they they do have a fight, the two of them, because she leaves. And uh, she, she, she gets out of the cabin. She's not supposed to. He gets all mad, and she gets all mad. And she runs away, and... Jim, he starts doing other things. Like, he gets caught up in other parts of the story, you know. And she runs away, and she finds out that her mother is still alive. And she didn't know that because Jim lied to her. Uh, well, because she was kind of crazy tacos. But she goes and finds them and finds her mother. Her mother has, like, is broken. But it turns out, like, I guess they did electric shock. So she's stuck into three memories. So Eleven finds out that she has a sister, which in episode one they 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 show this little Indian girl and she can like put thoughts in your mind, and that's her thing. And they don't really go back to it until episode like seven, when she finds out there's another girl who's just like her, kind of. Finds out that this girl has a ragtag team of uh, of uh, ruffian fellows, but they're just outcasts, and together their team kills off people of the black ops they're they're like they're the ones who uh did all that research and everything like that so they're killing everybody who experimented on them and her power is only like putting thoughts in your head you know bad or good that's pretty cool that's her only power but yet 11 has these two other powers she could uh she, she could move things and she could remote view so it's either 11 can use more than two powers like there's a there's a potential there or she just has two powers and this other lady she can remote view too and that's just a, a general thing so there's this, there's two 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 uh theories here you got either everyone that has psychic powers can remote view travel between dimensions all that good stuff or 11 because she was like the prized lady I guess she has multiple powers but they I mean you've only seen two powers psychic and uh, telekinesis and, and the remote viewing 
So maybe maybe that'll be something for later. And so Eleven goes through a sort of a change. She goes through some kind of a part of the war, you know, the, the hero's arc where you have a mentor. <laughs> so this uh, older sister mentors her, says, hey, I escaped, and I'm trying to kill these bastards for what they did. And Eleven goes through a bit of a change where she dresses up like a badass, an 80s badass, and they uh, they go to kill one of the guys that that's uh, a bad thing. And Eleven chooses not to, and uh, that's about it. They leave, and she goes back and helps her friends because she left. She, so her journey was, I don't like it here. There's something better for me out there. She goes out there, and she finds that you know what? I did have it pretty good. I did have a home. Let me. She comes to realization home is where the heart is, and her heart is with that town of Hawkins or whatever. She goes back and saves everybody. Oh, so. That's pretty much the show. The show, okay, so the main story plot is the shadow monster jumps into Will and is trying to take over the world through some veins. Uh, I think I said this in the beginning. But whatever. And everybody stops the bad guys. Uh, Eleven at the very end closes the gate and shit should be all right. But no, Easter egg at the very end. The shadow monster is there with them. So wherever they're at, that's where the shadow monster's at. But in his dimension, so... Maybe there's that. I don't know. I hope they don't go back to the whole shadow dimension. Maybe they bring it back. Maybe maybe it's part of something else. But they got to go aliens. I mean, like, if you're going 80s, you did some psychedelic science government kind of thing. And now the second one was more about dimensions and bad guys. I think the third one, you got to go aliens, man. You just got to. <laughs> or maybe the Russians. I don't know. Do something. And that's my take on Stranger Days. Hi, Marks. Love the show. Tell me what you think. Email me at podcast for me. F-O-R, me. You know, not the number, but pack, podcast for me, but for you, at gmail.com. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, that's about it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, um, and uh, hope to hear from you. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm on iTunes. <laughs> you just search me up on that podcast for me and uh, give me a five star review yeah or just give me whatever yeah I just like to read alright man I don't have to figure out how to turn this off I don't know alright take care everybody